This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and ClearPay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Andrew Goldfarb, Hello. and Sam Claiborne. Is this a final scoop of the year? This is the penultimate, penultimate. scoop right. of great 2017. And Second we've to got last. a great show for you. Uh, we're going to talk about the biggest scoops of the year, biggest news stories of the year mm. with our newsman, our lead newsman, Andrew Goldfarb. We're going to talk about the worst Chief newsman. games of the year of 2017. Ooh. But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's GameScoop giveaway is presented by God of War The Lost Pages. In celebration of God of War, we're giving away a $100 PlayStation Store gift card for your gaming enjoyment. Just go to IGN.Formstack.com forward slash forms forward slash GameScoop underscore sweepstakes for a chance to win. I know, it's a doozy, but it's worth it. And be sure to check out the God of War podcast The Lost Pages of Norse Myth on iTunes and Google Play for official game lore and in-depth interviews with Santa Monica Studio. A new episode is available each month leading up to God of War's release. Back to you, Damon. All right, on with the show. Uh, The biggest news stories of the year on IGN by traffic. Mm -hmm. The most read news stories of the year. Andrew, Mm -hmm. do you happen to know what it is? It's kind of entirely your job to Uh, know what this is. Is it? I'm (laughs) guessing it's an E3 thing. Is it Metro Prime 4? Here's a hint. It is not a video game news story. Ooh. Uh, so a movie-related one. Is it... Um, the answer may surprise you. Yeah. Something okay. Justice League or DC? Is it science-related? No. Okay, so <laughs> Actually, it's definitely a big DC This movie. is surprising. This is the most read news story of the year on IGN. One Punch Man Season 2 is Ooh. underway. Oh, wow. Boy. That is genuinely surprising. Yeah. yeah. People like that One Punch Man, apparently. Scoop? Miranda refreshing it over and over again. <laughs> <Yeah. Scoop? laughs> one, pa- one Punch Man is really cool. I, uh, I watched season one, but wow, I wouldn't expect that to be the number yeah. one story. That's awesome. Uh, so I, what ahead. I like about the show is that he defeats everyone in One Punch. Yep. <laughs> and then when you think he's not going to... He does. He does. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not a spoiler to say so. You'll understand if you watch it's re- it's, well, it's totally good. It's technically a spoiler. You, you can just watch <laughs> the second season. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, our, our second most read news story of the year is tangentially related to video games. Uh, what Mario movies? No. Mm. Tangentially related to okay. It's like Ready Player One or something. No, it's The Witcher getting a Netflix series. Oh. I'm excited for that. That one doesn't surprise. Based off the books. Yeah. Yeah, so is that true? It's like not well, but aren't the games based on the books? So yeah, but I mean, I'm like, just it, they don't have. It's the same thing as like sometimes they make Lord of the Rings games based off the books, and sometimes based off the movies. And yeah. this is not based off the Witcher games, specifically based off. And the that's books. the whole thing with the Amazon Lord of the Rings thing too. It's yeah. like it's not like they didn't like us. The estate didn't like some of the liberties Peter Jackson took. So this is like full on an adaptation directly from the novels. And Get that they, Tom Bombadil. 
Yeah, they right. just announced the showrunner for that, and it was somebody from another Netflix Ooh. show. Do we right? know? Yeah. I thought it was supposed to be prequels for Lord of the Rings, too. Oh, wait, now what are we talking about? Yeah, now I, we're talking I, about Lord of the Rings. For yeah. The Witcher, you're right. I think they announced something. For Lord of the Rings, the Amazon I'm show? I was, I'm going for the rumor. Yes. I, I forget what they actually confirmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, worrying. <laughs> People are excited for this Witcher TV yeah. series. Remember yeah. that rumor no. about that Zelda Netflix show? I wish that had happened. Please yeah. be excited. Please be excited. Uh, all right, finally, our third most read story of the year is the most read video game story of the year for 2017 Metro Prime 4. No, it is Nintendo. Discontinues mm. uh, the, NES, the classic. NES Classic. That was yeah. a troubling day. But why that is that? Why was, why was that such a? Uh, that was. I mean, exclusive. I know it was like hard to get. That was our exclusive. Yeah, that okay. was our exclusive. That's, that's so that, the, was, that was big. Mm-hmm. And it was also like people were still checking Amazon every morning, thinking they would get it, and yeah. then it was like, never mind. Congrats, you can that, buy an old used one. You need to think geek with like a sleeping bag of yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It's gonna come back with three more games on it. Uh, that would be well, so awful. No, I think they're going to do seasonal releases. Like, I think they will seasonal. run SNES to a point and then do another NES run and then release whatever's next, like N64. Then Game. when that one runs it through, then they release the SNES again. Yeah. And then they do with the next With Star one. Fox like, 3. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> no, what's it can't Unreleased. Happen? They could do it with like um, when the 64 DD games never came over. Like, um, People don't know this, but Star Fox 3 was canceled before it existed. Mm, wow. So we've never gotten it in the United States. <laughs> I'm just Star giving Fox you guys is- video game history here. <laughs> Valuable video game history. Uh, okay, what do you think is you guys probably know the most read review of the year? I can't. I just because I just looked it up. Uh, I know Horizon was really high for a while. Yeah, Horizon's up there, but nope. Breath Breath of the Wild. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, our most read uh, review of the year. You know, a new entries in a beloved series for a new platform. But something smaller before Horizon was like two or three. I mean, yes, weird. You looked all these up. Yeah, you well, I just looked up. I just looked up stats for the year as a okay. whole, so I didn't see. What I was saw. it? So number two may surprise you. It does. It's a total surprise. It's I, Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. It's always the the tr- reviews that get the most traffic, and it makes sense when you think about it. But they're not the most popular games. It's the games that people are most curious about. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's true. Like Zelda, people didn't know if it was going to be great or not. We we were pretty sure by. You know, by the time it came out, but like that's why Horizons up there. That's mm. why you see yeah, like, the year before No Man's Sky was really big. yeah. I like Neo believe, is like that too. I cannot believe Mass Effect Andromeda was this year. That yeah, blows my mind. It was that this year, and it was like a it big. Was so it was a big, you know, debacle. It was another debacle for EA in this in the same twelve months. Rough yeah. year for them. Yeah, yeah. Really well, was. you know, but we did just get news today that Battlefront Two ended up being the second best selling game of November here in the United States. Which, so. if you come out in November. I mean, and Call of Duty also comes out in November. Number two is basically number one. You're basically number one. <laughs> yeah. Just cutting off the inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. So it, people people didn't, or whatever, the controversy around Battlefront 2 did not keep people away from it. And that's just console st- console game sales in store. Yeah. In no, the digital. US. No, it includes digital. Yeah. For those. It, it's partial digital. It's par- no, no. Yeah. In the list. Okay. They, uh, there's a little asterisk oh, right. that depicts yeah. if the digital sales are not included for oh, those. Okay. And uh, they do have digital sales for Call of Duty and Battlefront 2. So. Nice. So those are apples to apples, yeah. as they yep. say. Delicious. Uh, so, yeah, it was Breath of the Wild, Mass Effect Andromeda. Horizon was number three. Uh, the fourth most read review was Resident Evil 7. Nice. That was definitely up there. And that yeah. was, I mean, I guess that came out in early in the year. That's You'll yeah. notice a trend here, the things that happened a long time ago. Yeah, traffic. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and number five was Neo. Nice. Which Again, was a really good story. Year, and yeah. you, if you had a question all year about whether you should play Neo, you'd read that. Yeah, that's true. But and it's like a, it's a PS4 exclusive of a new IP, you know, so it's not like a known quantity. Yeah. But it's yeah, pretty good. Especially, especially a year without a Dark Souls or a Bloodborne or anything, like that was the most Souls like game we got this year. So. Yeah. Uh, the most popular game overall of the year on IGN, meaning like it got the most clicks of anything, was The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. This is definitely guess. GTA 5. Well, so that's the thing. It was second. The most clicked on page of all of IGN for the year was, GTA once again, cheats. GTA 5 Cheats and Secrets wiki page. Uh, by, a, by, a, by, like 10, by a factor of like 10. Wow. That's, That's how much more popular that one page is than um, anything else. Game developers, add cheats into your games, people play them forever. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Especially GTA. God, that game came out four years ago and it's mm-hmm. still going strong. No, I know. Without even ever getting game. a proper DLC expansion. <laughs> drop or drop well, a vehicle next to you. It's really yeah. fun. I mean, the GTA Online has had really meaty. Yeah, you know, I, sorry, I mean proper in like a like I'm not saying that pejoratively towards the GTA Online stuff, yeah. which is incredible. I just mean without a traditional uh, like first like single player. And to be clear, these are not people that are cheating in GTA Online. We do not, do not endorse that. It's fair, no. but it's like how to make money. It's more tips, you know. It's like how to make money fast and stuff yeah. like that. The GTA Five cheats are different. They're just 
put in a cheat. And that new totally. the new heist just came out. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Just yeah. this week. Yeah, it, it finally crazy, explains like what's inside the Mount UFO Chiliad? Mount Chiliad uh, stuff. Yeah. That like has been hinted at forever. There's always been like a jetpack joke and like yeah. all this stuff. Uh, but they added some like, did you guys see the cars they added? Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. incredible. They are Flying DeLorean, incredible. Yep. Yeah, DeLorean, and then like a, uh, I think it's Moonraker based. There's a laser, yeah. Uh, there's yeah, but there's a car that goes underwater, like Spy Hunter style. But it's from Bond. It's, I'm sorry, I don't know Bond movies very well. No, this it, it all seems like very James Bond inspired, which I think is really fun. We uh, GTA Online is nuts. I talked about it on Scoop a few months ago, where I don't remember what triggered it, but um, I, you just see these packs come out month after month after month, and I'm like, I gotta check out what's going on with GTA Online, and. Uh, they put like a sequel to GTA 5 inside GTA 5. Um, the content can be gone through single player, and there are entire storylines with arcs and new characters and returning characters, and it's all voice acted and animated. And like, there's this long, like, winding uh, uh, story thread of like lowriders and this gang war, and like, it's all in GTA Online, and it all came out post launch. And I, I like, how many millions of GTA 5 are sold and people just don't know that that's available to them. Yeah. So cool. I haven't revisited that game since, you know, I beat it after release. So it's been a long time. You can't go through it single player. It feels weird just because, like, then some other mul- character will, like, just run you over. And you're like, well, okay. <laughs> like, I don't like that. Like in the middle of a climactic <laughs> story scene. <laughs> Uh, all right, next up, we will reveal the worst games of the year. But first, another quick word from our sponsor. Today's GameScoop giveaway is presented by the Companion God of War podcast, The Lost Pages of Norse Myth. Each month, hear new official lore on creatures, weapons, realms, and in-depth interviews with Santa Monica Studio. Check out a quick preview from episode one, Odin and the Knowledge Keeper. And be sure to go to ign.formstack.com forward slash forms forward slash GameScoop underscore sweepstakes for your chance to win a $100 PlayStation Store gift card. Disastrous Visions. She saw the worlds plunge into a bitter, three-year winter. She saw the sky split, and the realms began to tremble and quake. She saw a horrible terror emerge with a flaming sword, and an enormous, beastly wolf rampaging across the countryside as he grew to consume the very sun. She saw the deadliest of monsters and the worst of gods at each other's throats. And, in the events leading up to it all, she also saw a pale, white ghost from a distant land and his young son, somehow intertwined in this terrible prophecy. Okay, 2017, uh, the Game of the Year nominees have been announced, and Mm -hmm. the winners are going to be revealed in just a few days. Is that right, Justin? Yeah, Wednesday the 20th. Next Wednesday the uh, 20th. December 20th, yeah. Please be excited. Uh, But before we reveal the winners of Game of the Year, let's run over the worst games of the year. The games got the the lowest scores on IGN. That's what I was going to ask. This is IGN. I should point out that uh, IGN doesn't review everything anymore because there's millions of Steam games and mobile games. So I'm sure there's worse games that didn't scored reviews. But out of the ones that... Some poor we critic tried, had, to, had to... No, we, we tried to pick and choose the games that our audience is actually interested in. Yeah. Yeah. Games like Bubsy, Aww. The Woolly Strike Back. Ooh, that game's bad. <laughs> did you actually Ooh. play it? We did a let's did play of it. It's very something? bad. No, we gave it a 4.5. Oh, okay. All right. Bad. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. You're, no, you're, you're starting up high and then going lower? Yeah. Oh, boy. So it goes... It gets what worse comes than that. after Bubsy? <laughs> yeah. Bubsy, it's like, I don't know. So, like, Acclaim was purchased, and all of those old catalog titles suddenly became available, and I guess they decided to revive Bubsy, what, like 20 years after the last Bubsy, and yeah. it did not work. No one missed that character. No, who was, who was waiting for a new Bubsy game? It is mechanically the, not great. I, I know people that like Bubsy. I don't want to get into it. Well, we don't need to name names. They should do, they should have <laughs> pulled that comment. <laughs> they should have put it on a classy cartridge. Oh, yeah. what's that? That's your uh, new, brand new Wouldn't Street Fighter 2 uh, uh, sealed in box copy of Bubsy now. Though? Only if there's a chance that it <laughs> no. could glow in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> and might explode. No, this is actually a cool story, Sam. So Capcom re-released Street Fighter 2 for yeah. SNES on a cartridge recently. Yeah. There's five thousand, or there's fifty five hundred of them. Okay. Yep. And they have a cartridge inside you can play in a Super Nintendo. Yeah. And I unboxed it today, and the video is very funny. I want. I won't go into it here, but you should definitely watch it. It's really, really so good. You don't want to spoil it. Well, you're going to want to tell our listeners. But here's the thing. Uh, yeah, some of these, uh, I bought one. This is my sealed copy. And then uh, we, uh, and I'm not, I don't really want to open it, I don't think. But we got yep. two others, and we opened them. And, and, and uh, there's a 
very rare. 500 of them are green that glow in the dark. Wow. Blanca green, they glow in the dark. And then 5,000 of them are red. So we got two just to crack open and see if we got one of them because they even told us we got, they, they didn't know which ones yeah, were green or our, not. Our good friends at IMA Bit sent us a couple copies. They strongly hinted they would try and hook us up with the glow in the dark one, but we poured over those boxes. I cannot find any indication of which are which. Yeah, so, so I don't think they'd be able to know either. But yeah. uh, unless they had stickers on them. I mean, they, they might have known. But regardless, we got we got lucky. We got one of each. That was pretty cool. Mm. Well, I wasn't going to spoil it, but anyway. We, or did we? <laughs> <laughs> well done, Andrew. No, but we cracked them open and we, we run them in, in an SNES, SNES and, and it, it didn't catch on fire. It did not it, catch on fire. Well, which is an actual warning that comes with this game, which uh, it yeah. can catch on fire. So it says to have, I think I have it here, but it says to have uh, equipment next to you to put out the flames if you have it. Like, anyway, keep, that's a real keep thing. Keep your fire extinguisher right next to the TV. Right now. We were well, talking well, about like earlier, you do. Like, yeah. I wonder what must have happened in testing to force okay, them to have it. to include that warning. Ready? Warning. Use of this reproduction game cartridge, the product, of the <laughs> SNES gaming on the SNES gaming hardware may cause the SNES console to overheat or catch fire. The SNES hardware is deemed a vintage collectible, so please exercise extreme caution because you don't want to ruin your vintage collectible, let alone no. your belongings or your, your house and, or, and, or your cats. body. Cats. So please exercise extreme caution when using this project, product, so just carefully handle it. And make sure there is a fire extinguishment there is fire extinguishment equipment nearby. Mm, so we did that. We had, we had an extinguisher on hand. Good. Everything was Safety fine. first. So what that probably means, just so you don't are not scared of Super Nintendo games, is that somewhere in this manufacturing process, there was yep, a... Someone exploded. Like a prototype that uh, yeah, smoked. I can product. tell you exactly what happened. They said, okay. hey, what if we did one of these for Bubsy? And then the room <laughs> exploded because everyone was like, no, no one wants that. No, they collected them all and burned them. Yeah. <laughs> and then... And <laughs> <laughs> and now I want one because it's even rarer than the 500. Yeah. That's true. Ones. The, yeah, the explosive true. ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So Bubsy got a 4.5. hijacked the show there. It was great. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. put this back in. Well, I brought a Persona collection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam always has a sealed copy of Street Fighter 2 for the SNES on hand. Just in case. Yeah. Yep. For any occasion. Who doesn't? Uh, you guys remember Drawn's Death? Yeah. Yeah. I got a four oh. earlier this year. Uh, That's from the creator of uh, God of War. Twisted Metal. Yeah. Twisted Metal. Mm-hmm. Calling all cars. Yeah, but I, I, I guess I had even forgotten that was this year. It seems like a long time ago. Uh, you know, I remember when that game got announced. I, I that was the original PSX. sequel to yeah. draw something. That was, uh, so, okay. <laughs> no, that was uh, 2014 PSX. They announced uh, it. And I just, from the beginning, I mean, for me personally, that is the most uninteractive art style. Like, even before we need The notebook style yeah. could be really good. I think it's clever. I agree. It could be really good. All I right. don't think that that particular... You, you don't think it was executed well, but yes. you like the idea of it. I like right? the idea of, of everything on notebook paper, but it's like, it's not like pretty like it's like it, it's like grungy well it's like everything on notebook paper is cute and clever but then it's like a teen boy's like overly exaggerated just insane character designs yeah. and like that's when like they maybe leaned a little bit too hard into that mm-hmm. i think it's pretty metal yeah it's, it's, it's definitely pretty metal, pretty metal. Yeah. yeah but was it pretty fun apparently not you'd be the judge well is four pretty fun nope that's not actually four is bad four is bad yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> Well, we should in the new year though we should look at our uh, review uh, uh, system and add a pretty fun. <laughs> I like pretty fun. Yeah. Maybe a five point two. Uh, it's yeah. pretty fun. We, I, I've already suggested that. So right now, uh, six point zero to six point nine, our scale is okay, and seven point zero to seven point nine is good. good. Yeah. And so I've requested that six point nine specifically just be nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> with a couple That's of eyes. Yeah. Yeah, with like four eyes. Okay. <laughs> nice. That's really good. Uh, Getting getting a 3.8 this year was the Switch version of WWE 2K18. Have you guys watched videos of that? No. What happened with that one? It's in permanent slow motion. (laughs) It runs so poorly. Mm. It's like, I I don't, it's not even that the frames are missing. It's like, it was released prematurely, it seems like. Mm. Wow. We have videos of it. They are not good. Three point eight. Yeah. The other console versions did fine, though. Yeah, right? yeah. I thought so. Yeah, yeah. but also no, there's, this was a unique to Switch issue. Yeah. I think it gotcha. probably a day one patch will fix it. Well, wasn't there also an issue with? I the, don't know if that it already came out though. So I'm just saying, <laughs> hedging my bets there. What about the FIFA version of uh, the Switch version of FIFA? That was also not great, right? Well, that was the last gen version. I thought okay. that they ported. I think up. it was just and not had, nearly as fully featured. Mm. Yeah. And it was made for Switch though. Like it had like things that were like unique to Switch on it. So well, it's also. So they don't even have the excuse of like well, you know the switch is less yeah. powerful than the ps4 and xbox one so you know it's harder to port over you know contemporary games except 
Doom came out and was like totally good. So it's like yeah. no one has that excuse anymore Sky, of not yeah. being able to bring their game. I over. cannot wait to see how Wolfenstein is on Switch because yep. that's like that feels like the, the first really big test. Yep. Yeah. Because Doom was not quite as fully featured. Like they took out some of the online modes. You could download some stuff. Mm. Um, and then it's missing Snap Map. Uh, I wonder what. Like it's got to be really hard. And I, I'm like impressed that Bethesda's trying. But it sounds like other publishers are having some trouble. All right. The lowest scored game of the year on IGN got oh 3.5. So it's actually, there's been years where we had low, lower scores. There's no, no twos or ones this year. So 3.5, uh, you most, most certainly have forgotten this game came out this year. It was, okay. it was an early release, mm. and I had the displeasure of playing through the game in its entirety on a live stream. Oh, boy. With Brian Altano. Oh, Double Dragon 4. Double Dragon 4. Wow. That's, one. That's not good. Yeah, that was a bad one. I was excited when they announced that, too. Did you All review right. it? No, I don't remember who reviewed it. There were mixed reviews for what was it, Double Dragon Neon a few years back. Like they've, they've had that a lot was of also bad. Games. It was yeah. bad. Yeah. Or Double Dragon. When will Double Dragon have its day? Is it controversial to say that Double Dragon was never fun? <laughs> I don't think Ooh, I'm not saying that. I'm just asking if it's controversial. I don't think there's that dedicated a community of Double Dragon fans. I guess we'll find out. But I, I'm not saying it. I'm just asking the question. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, uh, guess I'm what? just asking questions here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the forces of a Peter Jackson movie. Um. By Billy, I think, was a really good version of Double Dragon. I just want to put that out there. The best non-Double Dragon, Double Dragon? Yeah, well, the Adventures like people, of Billy. People yeah. will defend, you know, Streets of Rage. And, you Streets know, Rage Final Fight has its fan. But I never hear of, like, Final the... pretty cool. I never hear about, like, the serious Double Dragon fan. They're out there. Well, they're making Double Dragon games. <laughs> they do exist. I played a lot of Double Dragon 3 on the NES. 3, huh? Yeah. That has... Okay, can you pick your buddy up in that game? Yes. Which is the most annoying thing? I love that. <laughs> oh, I had like this really weird like twenty questions deja vu moment just then. <laughs> also, River City Ransom rules. Yep. Yeah, River City Ransom, great. Arf, arf. Uh, you know, looking at our reviews and, and at the low end of the score spectrum this year, that was really all that I came up with that actually stood out. So the, I, I think this just reinforces once again this has been a really good year for games. What a good year for games. Yeah, almost too good. It's hard to find time to play stuff. It's true. There's so, there's like an amazing game almost every week. And there's like a ton of new games just came out for Switch this week. Yeah. A bunch 40 of downloads. Dude, Switch. Something like that. Yeah. I was Insane. just telling someone, Chloe or somebody, that if you look at the Switch release schedule, it's absolutely insane between now and the end of the year. And I want to find out, like, I don't know if like something happened. Like, I, there was some behind the scenes something that happened because we went from like a slow trickle of Switch games to now there's like literally like five or 10 a day. And they're really high-profile indie ports, like Enter the Gungeon and um, you know stuff like that, like Gorgoa. Like I think there must have been some kind of bottleneck in getting those mm-hmm. through cert or something. Exactly, and like all passed. Oh, there, was, there was yeah. some yeah. cert bottleneck, or there, or like you know the Switch eShop is like shutting down December twentieth or something. So they're all trying to not for I mean until like the for new, the holidays. Like, yeah, yeah, for the yeah. holidays. So. I, heard, I heard that as the Switch eShop with a Y. Shop. <laughs> and I'm just saying, maybe Nintendo could have should have called it that. Speaking of eShop games, uh, the the guy that made uh, Dust and Elysian Tale. Yes, yeah. I didn't even know somehow I completely missed and I follow indie games that he his new game is out right now never uh, stop sneaking never stop sneaking wow. it's okay. a top down mm-hmm. homage to like Metal Gear Solid like deliberately chunky PS1 style pixels okay. All right. and I downloaded it last night and it's pretty cool you downloaded it on what? Switch Switch I'm sorry <laughs> um, so no, I mean it's out within the next few days I got a press copy but it'll probably be out by the time most people see this alright that virtual console hits like January 1st I know. yeah what's happening there? It's, I think the last time I got an update was like before the Switch was even out, right? And they, they adjusted the pricing. <sighs> I just want to play online. I want to play Virtual Console. Weirdly, so Versus Super Mario Brothers is coming out really soon as part of Arcade Archives, yeah. which is, so it's like that whole collection of those weird arcade versions of like mm-hmm. Versus Super Mario Brothers, Versus Clue Clue Land, Versus Balloon Fight. But like those aren't, Yep. like that's a weird thing to put out before there's been any Virtual Console stuff because yeah. those aren't like... Aren't the Mega Man X games doing the same thing? Yeah, those will come out as part of that collection that Capcom announced. Is well, it a collection or are they individual? I believe... Well, I don't know. Actually, it would be really be weird. weird. And be there's both. all those SNK ports. So it's like right now they're getting around the lack of Virtual Console by just releasing all the games. And that's okay. Archives. Like, just, like yeah. that's all the Neo Geo games yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Which know. is like... I mean, it's a good... But then will they not? Lab. those not be in, in the, the eventual... That's why it gets weird. Exactly. And if that version of Virtual Console has some kind of like extra features of some kind like yeah. those won't be in this like they've they've added a lot of like um on 3ds anyway there's like the pixel perfect mode and there's lots of like cool like rewind features and say like uh safe mm-hmm. states so i don't know i don't know what they're doing and now for something a little different oh boy justin you still playing eternal 
<laughs> well, Damon, yeah. funny of you to ask. No, yeah, I am still playing Eternal, Damon. You and I, our love of digital card games mm-hmm. is uh, well-documented yes. on this show. Love Hearthstone, mm-hmm. um, and I do love Eternal, which um, it's made by Direwolf Digital, who are also the designers behind Elder Scrolls Legends. So Bethesda publishes that, and then yeah. Direwolf is the developer. Also, Elder Scrolls Legends is also very good. Yeah, it is. And so Direwolf, this is their own game that they're developing and publishing themselves. And I consider it, it's, it's more complex. It's like a step up from Hearthstone. But it's like a step down from Magic the Gathering. It's mm. so like for me, it's perfect. Like I'd kind of fallen off a of Hearthstone a little bit, but um, you know, I don't want to get into full on Magic Online. Yeah. Eternal, I dig it, and there is a new set coming up, mm-hmm. and they offered us. We get to reveal. Oh, so hold on, we need to build some tension here. We're gonna reveal a new card. No one in the world has ever seen this card before. We're revealing it right here, right now. And let me. Okay, yeah, I'll definitely put a nicer picture we get up a, on the screen there. Can we get a shot of this? Sure this game really big. Where he cuts away. <laughs> it's me. I'm the card. <laughs> no, yeah. You're, what, is, you're, what is the new card? The card is Valkyrie Harvester. It's a legendary. Um, it costs eight, so it's a late game card. Yeah. Six, Should Andrew and I just leave? No. Yeah. Six attack, five Sam, defense, flying <laughs> unit. It's got a special ability, Andrew. Yeah. It, says, uh, it says, when you summon the Valkyrie Harvester, you draw each unit that died this turn, and those units get flying, and they also become a Valkyrie. Ooh. But that includes the enemy units. Ooh. You deal with those. I like tricky. Like, I'm, not, I'm not sophisticated enough. Like You'll see people like... Uh, I think uh, you're very sophisticated. Like Crip or someone like that can look at a new card and immediately identify what makes it good or bad. And even though I'm decent at these games, I can't. Like I need to play with it to figure it out. But I like tricksy cards. And even if someone could probably explain to me why this isn't like a high level tournament card, mm. but I like it because, you know, let's say you have some spell that clears the board or does something insane, knocks a bunch of units out, then you summon this guy, you get them all. You get your enemy's units and you get your own units. Mm-hmm. Do you think that guy likes it this way? Do you, like, do you think <laughs> this wishes, guy? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the guy photographed on the card. Do you think that he wishes? Yes, it's a photograph. They took a photograph for this card of the Valkyrie. So this this was a this was a spoiler. This was a debut of a card. The expansion yeah. is called the Dusk Road. Okay, Eternal. yeah. So Eternal's out now. It's yeah. on uh, PC and mobile. Yep. And I, it's great. It's free to play. You can uh, and there's a cool uh, like single player campaign campaign that you can play yeah. through. Totally free. Single player campaign, and it actually really showers you in like premium. Like you get card packs all the time just for playing. The and game. then, do you know when this expansion is out? I don't think it has a release date yet. Okay. I apologize if I'm wrong, but it's coming very soon. 300 new cards. The Dusk Road Eternal. I can personally vouch for it. I play it almost every morning on my. You, you've been talking about it a yeah. very long. It's, time. it's a totally. It's I'm totally happy to be able to reveal like two and a half. Minutes. Minutes. <laughs> that was exciting for me. I've, no, never, that's really I've cool. never revealed a card. What a cool and what a fun thing for GameScoop. Yeah. If you sure. are a game developer and want to reveal a thing, email yeah. me. And send us envelope art. Yeah. If you want to reveal Thing, a cool game to reveal. An upcoming reissue of a Super Nintendo game. If you want to, if yeah. you're out there and you want to reveal Halo Six, yeah, yeah, that'll be oh, great. Yeah. Right? We, we just hey, uh, game just email GameScoop at IGN.com <laughs> yeah. and uh, it'll come to me. And I'll, yeah. Yeah. we'll put we'll it thirty minutes out. into the show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have a piece of paper. Yeah, well, we, we have a laser printer. It's full Halo color. Six. Full color laser printer. Full color printer. We'll get a color. We'll print out a color picture. <laughs> we'll hold it up upside down and everything. Yeah. That gets a nice printer. <laughs> okay. We're not screwing around here. <laughs> Uh, late last week, Nintendo surprise released the <gasps> second half of the Zelda Breath of the Wild DLC or, the, or season pass. They mm-hmm. pulled the available now. Yeah, and simple. it's available right now. Called and then the, it was uh, like four and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was that night. It was, yeah, I mean for them, it's pretty PM. close. Uh, the Champions Ballad content mm-hmm. is what this is. Uh, so it's a little confusing to me. I dove into it a little bit last night, but it's a little confusing what exactly I got. Well, I know first I of all, I didn't want to hear what I got really too much. So okay. I don't know how much it's, we should share, but okay. it is a well, lot. Yeah, more. I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can give you a without naming numbers we'll, or we'll give, give or it a whirl, and then I'll and just bleep out uh, things that I think. That's fair. It is a beep. The extremely <laughs> broad overview of it is without saying a number. It's Essentially, you get um, a few extra challenge. Like, so there are things in the main game called shrine quests, which are side quests that reveal a shrine. You don't need to mansplain shrine quests to me. <laughs> I'm just big, I'm, I did them all. I know. Get, why are you so bad at this? It's more shrines. You no, but more, it, it, it isn't shrines. though, because you you unlock those uh, shrines with extra quests. Then you get the shrines, and then those culminate in an extra cool thing. So, and, th- and that's the the way to phrase it. Basically, is that you get a couple. It is just more shrines, but they don't just appear in the map. You have to do stuff to get Beep. them. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so. 
you know, you, the first thing that happens, is it considered a spoiler? Well, the first thing that happens when you go back to the Shrine of Resurrection? No. no okay. No. You get a new weapon that yeah. kills enemies in one hit, and then you get your life reduced to one half a heart. So yeah. You die in one hit. Yeah. And then you go to, you have to take out all the enemies in this area. So that reveals a new shrine when you and complete that's that. Like, yeah. that's like, okay. Yeah. That's now like, I understand. But, but yeah. that's like, all of that is like 15% of the Yeah, deals. that's okay. like the beginning. That's, that's for the opening of the deals. It's like a okay. training yeah. run for other stuff, which has nothing to do with only having one heart. Yep. You get all your stuff back. You get to do everything. You do, there's more boss fights. There's more shrine yep. stuff. There's a lot more costumes. Okay. And it's a good chunk of like hours to play in Zelda. Like it feels a lot like the old hours you played. Yeah, I will yeah. say it cool. doesn't. And there's new memories. Yeah. So you get to see new cutscenes. It feels like a little bit and more of everything. Great, more Zelda Nintendo, voice acting. Nintendo yeah. did over like story DLC, a story expansion. I'm like, mm, that's exactly uh, what I was about to say. It I is. It is like the the game I like spent the most time with this year. I I love it. I am so happy to spend more time in that world. But I think it's disingenuous DLC, to to call it story DLC because it's really not. It just it's almost because, like and that's because it has cutscenes in it. Yeah, exactly. I it's mean, a challenge DLC with cutscenes. I think it's fine to say like Zelda's my game of the year and one of my favorite games this generation. But I'm not pleased with either DLC pack. I, I don't. I didn't think. See, I thought great. the Master Trials is awesome. Yeah. Did I you actually was, finish all three? I, like I finished Trials. two. Me I too. Yeah. One, yeah. God, the uh, third stretch is really hard. Really hard uh, but yeah. this is, I, I think you guys would like it a lot. I yeah. think it's really good. If I, It's it, much more than you think it is, and there's some. There's a really hard set of visual puzzles that mm-hmm. have to do with the map that are really clever, and there's ties to old Zelda games, which you wouldn't expect going in. And there's uh, which I, I, stuff. I, I That drives me crazy. <laughs> What? There's some motion control stuff uh, that I have issues with. I, I, uh, the uh, the one hit kill thing, and it's not yeah. like if you were to go into this like this is post. I don't even think you can start it till you've beaten the game. Like it's definitely post. You have to have DLC. beaten the four divine beasts. Yeah, I don't, don't think well, you, have yeah, to, you don't have to defeat yeah. Ganon. Okay, yeah. okay, fair enough. But so uh, like me, I hadn't played Zelda in six months, and to pick it back up, I don't remember what the buttons are. Yeah. I don't remember how to really play the game at all. Especially when you have one heart. I totally It's really hard one hit kill stuff. I think it's smart. It gets you back into it. So, but I think to be good if you like beat the four four divine beasts and then move on to this dlc right away when you know what you're doing like yeah, i think it's a lot smarter but for me i i died and died and died and the lizard spit on me and i died and i'm <laughs> yeah. just like if you get hit me. by one keys um yeah. i do want to like really something quickly exploded <laughs> all the way over here and like i died because like the flames were close enough that i took damage so like that's like battle challenges like the trials yeah and like that's not what i want in my dlc yeah. so what it opens up to is like just more open world stuff yeah. with like areas that like had nothing in them and now they do like i love that it's just like an extra 10 percent of the game basically just like they tacked on a bunch of extra stuff uh i do want to quickly plug that brian altano and i did an interview with fujibayashi san who's the director and anuma-san who's the uh producer we have a lot of like really cool weird zelda breakouts um look for those on ign they're publishing pretty much every day for the next two weeks yeah they're not all how do they find them what do they what do they search for uh so they're individual headlines but they'll all link to each other so yeah i mean search like IGN search Garth is Seth weird. On Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. Either look at my Twitter or look for yeah. Andrew Goldfarb, IGN Zelda. Breath of the Wild news, IGN. Yeah, exactly. You'll find him. So is this it for content for Breath of the Wild? Yep. Is it over? You should read one of my articles. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> you should Just read, read any of them? You should read the one called uh, Zelda Producer Has Many Ideas for New Zelda Content. Many ideas. There, there has to be more. It's pack one and two. Yeah, they'll have more. Oh, I thought it this is, was it. It's just this concludes the season already. pass. This, this season. concludes the season pass. But as we learned from Final Fantasy 15, <laughs> well, I have, I have, Andrew and I were talking about this earlier. I have. It's on the one hand, it's super cool that these single player games just kind of get a second life. Like Borderlands is really good at that. Like it just kept mm-hmm. going and going and going. And Final Fantasy 15 announced a second year of like you know. Well, they haven't announced it yet. They're just heavily hinting at it. Well, okay. We, yeah, we expect it to come probably at Jump Festa, which yeah, is like which next is week. Next week. Yeah. yeah. Um. And and but for me, I didn't play 15 because it was like a little bit janky at launch. I'm like, I'm just gonna. Wait. I'm gonna wait till it's like the game of the year edition or whatever. But now they announced a second year <laughs> of stuff coming, and I'm like, yeah. when is the right time for me to play this game? Like, it's a really fascinating. It's like a 60 hour game, and there's a big time jump, and that's how the game opens, and then they kind of return to it. Um, you missed like 10 years in that game of you just don't know what happened in between, and the DLC is filling in that those gaps in a really smart way. But like, it's fascinating that from reading interviews, interviews I've done, and the interviews I've read in Game Informer and stuff. I get the impression they are just kind of figuring out as they go what frustrated people. Yeah. And 
filling in those gaps now, which is a really fascinating way to make a game that's been in development for eight years or whatever. It's definitely not yeah. Zelda. I mean, we're talking about them in the same breath. And yeah. even yeah. if Zelda does the get a wild. second year, mm-hmm. oh boy. Uh, yeah. Even though Zelda's maybe you set me up, I'll knock him down. See, that's not um, how it goes. It's not like fixing problems that, yeah. that Zelda had. It's just you know that world is so big and so expansive that there's like whole areas where like there's nothing to do, and if they just add stuff there. Like, I mean, I agree with Sam. I I think there will be more. I also think they spent so much time on that engine. The system is so young. It would be mm-hmm. even if we somehow don't get more Breath of the Wild DLC, I would expect we will get some kind of spin-off Zelda game set in that engine or yeah. or in that art style because yeah, you know that, they put in all the work. Yeah, should be that cool. feature in January. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we actually got a couple emails about this new Zelda DLC this week. This is Dorian of Idaho. Mm. Oh, thought Dorian Gray, like the guy in the painting. It's not. No, Dorian of Idaho. Idaho Could be. Dorian's. With all the DLC that has recently come out for 2017's biggest games, Horizon, Zelda, Destiny 2, I asked a question to myself, when is a good time to release DLC for a game? It seems like there are two variables that come into play when releasing new content. Releasing it too early, Mm. or releasing it much later when most people have moved on from the game. I personally prefer DLC for a game to be released within a month or two, while the story and gameplay for a particular game is still fresh in my mind, but I'd like to hear opinions. I agree. So, but what what is that, a month? Yeah, I never... A month after release? There's huge... Like, I I can think... I can probably count on one hand the number of single-player DLC content packs I've ever gone through because they come out too late. They come out after I've moved on from the game. And, like, I didn't play Frozen Wilds because I don't, like... You know, I don't even think Horizon's installed on my PS4 anymore. Like, they waited too long. See, I'm the exact opposite of you. I don't Mm -hmm. want it early. Like, I I like moving on and then returning to a game. I like having a reason to come back because, like, for, for me, this timing was absolutely perfect for Zelda. Because it took that long to see everything else. Mm. And I, I kind of like having the, especially when we come to the game of the year, right? Like this timing couldn't possibly be better for us because we're having all these conversations about game of the year. And so it's really fun when something comes out in like late November because it's kind of an excuse to revisit that game anyway. Yeah, that's true. It, it does create that problem of like you have to relearn how to play the game. Yeah. And relearn the controls. Nah, and like I forgot that you jump with X and Zelda. Yeah. Zelda, X is Y. Up yeah. Down. What? You can, I didn't even know you could swap those controls until I did a, we did that Zelda interview on the day the DLC came out and they let's play some. And their controls were different than mine, and I died immediately. <laughs> like I died in probably five seconds flat. Sam, when do you want your DLC content? Sooner uh, or later? If it's sooner, I just feel like it should be on the disc, you know. Yeah. And then later it makes me like feel a little bit better about it uh, for people that only buy a couple games a year, because then yeah. they just have kind of more to to do later. Yeah, there's definitely a sweet spot. I think the 18 months after a game comes out would be a really weird time to release DLC. Yeah, it must be a challenge for publishers trying to figure out when is the best time to yeah. release this thing. I'm sure there are many meetings about that happening behind closed doors. Uh, but like Shadow of War is getting single player content in like May. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, next really? deep next spring. It's crazy. We're seeing more. IGN could actually probably do maybe a little bit better job of covering this or writing about this. But like Assassin's Creed is a single player game that has, you know, they're doing weekly challenges, like online challenges, like beat this boss and add your name to the leaderboard and get this exclusive loot, like almost MMO style, like quests and, and, you know, living game world stuff. And Shadow of War is doing something similar. Um, and, and it's this tension between like, not every company wants or can make, you know, a destiny like, or, you know, an online game as a service, but they kind of want to have their cake and eat it too. Like, let's make this awesome single player Assassin's Creed, but still kind of try to bake in reasons for people to come back and hopefully some will transact and, you know, continue buying stuff into Q1, Q2, Mm -hmm. Q3. The million dollar question for me right now is Mario Odyssey because that is Nintendo recently with, with Xenoblade, with Splatoon, with, uh, Mario Kart, with Zelda, they announced season passes basically alongside the release of these games and Mario they've been silent on. And that, of all of those games, feels the easiest to add a new kingdom to. Like, it feels like it's so yeah, common sense to be kingdom. like... 100 new moons. Exactly. So I'm, I'm expecting that'll happen because that seems to be Nintendo's trend, but... What I would you pay? Not. What would you pay for a new kingdom and 100 new moons? Would you pay $20? $300. $300. I would happily pay... If they said, hey, there's going to be three drops of, you know, one new kingdom, you know, two months, four months, and six months, I would pay 20 bucks for that season pass, no problem. I would pay 30 bucks for that season pass. For 100 moons, I would pay 10 bucks. That's 10 cent per moon. All right. Well, that's fair. Just curious. Just curious. We we wait, wait, talk- say, say that again. That's actually how that's how it works. Each moon you get, they charge you another dime. <laughs> you just you give yeah, them your credit card, and then they just <laughs> maybe you get the money back after you collect them. Oh, uh, we've we've oh. talked a lot about that's how it works. <laughs> Mario Kart added eventually Splatoon and Animal Crossing and Zelda stuff. I would love to see the Mario Odyssey DLC yeah. go to like Hyrule Kingdom. They're definitely like toe dipping Mario Kart, becoming like Nintendo Kart. Yeah, totally. Uh, this is Louis Augusto. 
And he says, with the new Zelda Breath of the Wild DLC, we see that Link has a new motorcycle, the Master Cycle Zero. At first you might think, this is strange. What is Link doing with the motorcycle? But then you realize it actually fits within the lore of the world. According to the game, 10,000 years ago, an advanced civilization existed. They created the Divine Beasts, the Guardians, the Sheikah Slate, the Shires, etc. So my question is, what do you think about Nintendo using the same engine and graphics to create a prequel to Breath of the Wild 10,000 years ago with a futuristic scenario? I'm down. I... I I really, I think it would be so New fun. New Donk City. Well, yeah, in, in New Donk City. <laughs> the Zoro always had technology. And it would be so cool to fill in, like, this Zelda timeline. Like, you can find Lon Lon Ranch, but I don't think it's the Lon Lon Ranch from Ocarina. Like, it feels like a split timeline. All that stuff is just kind of homages. Exactly. Like, there's, like, sorry. Like, the, the map is references to, like, every single Zelda game. So I don't and, read too much into the canon. And, and I agree. I, I think this is a whole separate timeline from what we've seen. So I would love for him to fill in that. I think I like I like how the universe feels ancient and lived in. Yeah. It's less cool for me personally to have a universe that's new. Like my, one of my favorite things, I was just back in the desert area of Zelda, and um, there's a uh, there's like a ring of giant statues yeah. in one area. That with, uh, it's really cool looking, and they're like old and decrepit, and you have to figure out this puzzle with them. Mm-hmm. But then there's also these statues all over the desert that like are all holding swords, and they're pointing up into one area. And there's like these old monuments, and and each one is missing an arm or a wing or yeah. like whatever. I love that. I love the lived-in universe. It's, yeah, it feels I, like you know exploring I, Egypt or well, something. And even besides that. that world feeling, you know, lots of RPGs do like the thousand years ago thing, but like Zelda executes <clears throat> on that better than most, thanks to some of the stuff you're talking about. But but you know, Link sleeps for what is it a hundred years? Yeah, one hundred years. Um, and so Zachary and I was copy editing something he wrote about Zelda today, and he pointed out that this is unique because you're playing the third act of this hero's journey, and then you only sort of piece together act one and two interesting, and the whole game takes place in this like sort of conclusion of his story, and like that's really cool. Like I, I'd never really kind of thought about it that way before. Yeah, I, I I don't think I would play that Zelda game that takes place with you know more modern motorcycle-like technology. Yeah. But what I would play is like a Majora's Mask style. I was gonna like say, yeah. Take Hyrule and put like a dark and twisted spin on it. And I think yeah. that lets you get away with like Majora's Mask was made in a year because they reused <laughs> all the character models and reused. Mm-hmm. But instead of it feeling recycled, it, it just had such a different tone that they got away with it. It's yeah. probably the most unique Zelda game of, yeah. of all of them. And so it's, I think it's a DLC pack. Yeah, like reuse. Have you ever played Wand of Gamelon? Well, okay, oh, that's true. Anyway, it's just unique. So I think, you know, take that same Hyrule, but make like a Dark World version of it and all the characters Dark World yep. versions of themselves. And uh, yeah. spoiler, you got yourself a sequel. I mean, spoiler alert, if they made the volleyball spinoff, I would play it. If it had Zelda in the title, so I would probably play <laughs> Volleyball it, yes. spinoff. Zelda ball. Yeah. Zelda you mean Mario. volleyball and Mario? No, I'm saying if, if they make a thing, if Nintendo publishes a thing on Switch called Zelda fill Anything. in the blank. All right, I don't think play. that's a spoiler. Did you play crossbow training? Uh, I did play crossbow training. I still have that peripheral somewhere in my closet. You don't, yeah. you don't I kept the peripheral. disc, but not the peripheral. <laughs> yeah, that's probably fair. <laughs> but can you? Don't you need the peripheral to play it? Surprisingly, it's just a piece of plastic. Huh. Interesting. It just holds your Wii U control, like just the, like yeah. this. It just holds it straight. You can just go like this. It's like the zapper. Yeah. Like the yeah, like the uh, the Mario Kart. The wheel. wheel. Yeah, yeah. It's the same oh. thing. Also out this week is Okami HD. Mm. Uh, the oh, latest, Okami. latest polish of Okami, and I actually updated our review of that for IGN. And I had not played that game since the original uh, PS2 release in 2006. And man, that game is so fun. It's still yeah. really good. Uh, it's, it's absolutely really gorgeous. gorgeous. It's, it really it's in 4K now. I was, you know, sometimes you revisit games 10 years later, 10 plus years later, and you're like, ooh, this is not, this is kind of janky. This isn't quite as fun as I remember. But Okami is absolutely as fun as I remember. I think it's a. Still one of the best non-Zelda Zelda games ever made, and the fact that it came out in the same year as this new Zelda game, it feels like a really nice like uh, c- companion piece to Breath of the Wild. Put it on the yeah. Switch. Yeah, yeah. It, this this latest HD version is on PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and it's great because it's the first time it's been on either Xbox or PC. But yeah, come on, come, yeah, bring it, it to the Switch. It was on Wii. It can it come on the Switch. Wii. <laughs> it's uh, it was IGN's Game of the Year 2006, which was a it was yeah. choice well, at the time, but it's proven correct because Zelda. a real Zelda game came out that year. Uh, Twilight Princess came out that year, but we gave Game of the Year to Okami, which is almost unbelievable. And our watermark ended up on the box art. For we, for we, maybe. Oblivion was early 2006. It it is, yeah, it was that that too. And then we were just we just looked up the IGN nominees for it, and that was one of them. 
Yeah, I, I was a big fan of IGN then and mm-hmm. uh, was not working here or even freelancing, I don't think, at that time. Maybe just That was the year I started, 2006. Yeah, oh. and I was like, that was like an upset. I remember all the podcasts talking about frequently. And like, you know, more people played Okami and that, that always hurts the, the, the underdog, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, Zelda, Zelda. It's hard to beat Zelda. Yeah. Um, but we did, did it. Okami well, did in 2006. That's a complicated legacy. Totally. Jared Petty's favorite Zelda game ever. Yeah, it's true. Uh, incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Okami HD uh, totally holds up. If you have, if you haven't ever played that game, I highly recommend it. If you haven't played it in a long time, it's totally worth revisiting. I forgot. I did a let's play of it yesterday with Marty, and I had forgotten almost everything about it. And I'm now actually very excited to play through it. It's got so much personality, and like, yeah. it's like the setting. This like ancient Japanese mythological setting is something very, very few games do. So it's, I think you can actually learn something about Japanese culture That's by totally playing true. this game. Yeah, That's I really agree. Cool. Yeah, about all the sentient dogs who walked around restoring sake factory. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's really, really good. Uh, Now it's time for a convening of the GameScoop Book Club. And Uh I've been reading one of Andrew's favorite books. I've been reading Boss Fight Books, Spelunky. Uh, The Boss Fight Books series is a whole series of books. Each entry focuses on one game. And this one is on, obviously, Spelunky, one of my favorite games, one of the best games ever made. And this one is unique because it's written by Derek Yu, creator of Spelunky. Hmm. It's amazing that he did that because so many of these books are one person's personal adventure with the game. Exactly. And so you get a lot of, like, really fascinating, great stories about, you know, like, the Metal Gear games or Earthbound or all kinds of classic games. This one is like almost just like a book about game design. You, it, yeah. It's you learn really, a lot really about cool. game design by reading yeah. this book. Yeah, so he goes with uh, his like thought process and coming up with the idea for the original Splunky through the creation of the original freeware version. Mm. Uh, then from when Jonathan Blow hit him up and was like, hey, I've got uh, contacts at Microsoft. Do you want to talk to him about putting this on Xbox 360? And goes through all that and then converting, creating the whole new version for Xbox 360. And he's actually a really good writer too. Yeah. Uh, so Does he talk about Albergine? Yeah. He, he talks about all of those. Uh, he talks about everything you know that he is? made no. up until... It's an eggplant. That's what they, in, in Europe, they say aubergine. He, I think that. he does mention it because he um, talks about all the kind of tropes and uh, other... You guys haven't ever heard this. This, this is great. I just, I, I've, I've learned this in the past couple of years. It was new to me. I've no. been watching They the don't crown. say eggplant. <laughs> Uh, you see, you've been watching The Crown, yeah. and they don't talk about uh, eggplants in The Crown? He, he, actually, he gets into the eggplant run um, that and when it was discovered in this game. Wait, do you get turned incredible. into like a Kid Icarus eggplant in this? Is that what happens? No, Yama does. The the final boss does. Like, So your goal is you get the eggplant very early, and you have to carry it all the way to hell. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then it's you throw it at the boss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have a confession to make. I never play, I only ever played the freeware Spelunky. I never played the actual Gotta retail release. Play on Vita. Uh, like, it was, I miss I I was I rebelled against the pixel art. I really like the pixel art in the freeware version. Well, okay, so yeah. it ended up looking really nice. Yeah, yeah it actually it does look really nice. Yeah. And uh, I guess you miss your chance, but it was definitely a PS Plus game at some point. Mm-hmm. So it was a free game there. Yeah. But uh, it's totally good. Obviously, if you like the game Spelunky, I highly recommend this book. But if you are interested in making video games, I think you would learn a lot. Uh, I love how the creator ma- wrote the book. Yeah, that's just it's the coolest. So cool. cool. Like I said, he's like series. a totally good, enjoyable writer too. It's really also, good. Justin, I will gift you that game on Steam if you want. I, that part's not the issue. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I, the ten dollars is not the problem. And Andrew, remember, Splunky Two is that's coming. Right. Oh, I did not forget. Yeah, Hopefully I'm really excited. Next year. Uh, that got announced at Paris Games Week. We know almost literally nothing about it, other than that it appears he plays his daughter, and that's basically all we know Splunky about Splunky Guy's daughter. Yeah. Splunky gal. Derek, you also made Aquaria, which is one yeah. of my favorite indie games. And it was like a big indie game before. That's what we did before Splunky. Way yeah. before indie games were like a thing. It's a swimmy Zelda. And this game, it was this, a this swimmy book, I mean, Metroid. This swimmy book Metroid. is Sorry, yeah. as much about his experiences on Aquaria as it is about Splunky. Like the first, like, I don't know, third or almost half of the book is kind of about him building up to it. Unbelievable Splunky. how good Aquaria is. Yeah. He's a very smart guy. Yeah. Very talented designer. He's a great artist. He's a local, local boy, unless he moved away. No, he's in San Francisco, yeah. Yeah. And that brings us to video game 20 questions. And I don't remember the name of who sent in our suggestion this week, so I will superimpose it on the screen right here. Beep, Thank you very much. Beep, beep. It's a great Sir name. Sir or madam. I like that name a lot. Let the questioning begin. Does your character wear a hat? Um, Back to hats. Uh, you probably can. Oh. Probably a possibility. Oh, boy. Oh, we got it now. <laughs> Uh, all right. I get very anxious during these. Is it uh, <laughs> is it released 
what is it, after January 1st, 2000? That's yeah. whatever you want, man. Is it released after January 1st, 2000? Yes. Can you play as a lady? I don't think you ever can have direct control of a woman. I don't think so. Is it? It's not World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> or Street Fighter. Because you can be Chun-Li in Street Fighter. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, not a lot of games now that we have a character creator basically eliminated. Uh, uh, can you, is it, was it released after January 1st, 2010? No. That's like a 360 era. Well, yeah. there's a lot of systems in that era still, right? Well, you're right, because yeah, that's, that's a good this point. This is a console exclusive? Yes. Ooh. Is it a Japanese game? Yes. Right. Is it made by Stop. Nintendo? No. Okay. Is this a Sony game? No. All right. Wait. So wait. So it's we, a 360 we, exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> no. Or Xbox. No, 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 no. I just think he didn't mean it's a. It's not developed by Sony. It's probably that's on how PlayStation I it as well. Oh, I thought you meant is it a, available on PlayStation? Is this a wait? So it's, uh, that's not how I understood his question. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Sorry. It's 2000s console exclusive Japanese developed game mm-hmm. where you cannot play as a woman and you might be able to wear a hat. Yeah. Yeah. I I want to get console since we know it's a console exclusive. Um, would that be that's PS2 or PS3 most likely or Vita or yeah. Uh, okay. Is this yeah. is this a is this a PS2 exclusive? Yes. Cool. PS2 exclusive Japanese game, but not first party. But not first party. Hmm. You can pop. And you and might it, be able to wear a hat. And it is a Japanese game. This guy, yes. maybe. Although that eventually got ported to other consoles. I know what Damon likes. Uh, yeah, does this game have sequels? Yes. That's 10. Sounds like this guy. <laughs> Does sound like this guy. <laughs> it's not not this guy. I think Damon would know if you can wear a hat. Yeah. Or, also, it's unclear who or can you can play as. Can't you play as other party members? Well, that's what I mean. Are you Laharl in Disgaea? We're back to this yeah. now. Yeah, because you're giving commands to your okay. soldiers. Oh, okay, okay. But he's moving around. He's yeah, he has to move too. He's, okay. he's in the fight also. Well, um, who published that game? Mm, NIS. NIS in America. Yeah. Well, that's uh, <laughs> okay, PS2 exclusive uh, and ma- developed in Japan. Is this? Should we ask if it's an RPG? PS2 era, yeah, is it an RPG? Uh, no. Mm. Oh, boy. You think it's uh, something like Odin Sphere? <laughs> No, like an action game. I really like. Oh no, you play as a lady in that game. Yeah. Mm. Do you do you only play as one character in this game? Uh, I think so. I'm pretty sure you only play as one character. Ooh, Shadow the Colossus. Ooh. Well, that's technically. I mean, it was Team Eco, but it was technically a first-party published game. It was a Sony published game. I think Damon would know. You only play as yeah. Wander in that game. Yeah. You can catch a bird. Plays a bird. True. Okay. <laughs> that's actually that's a really good. One. Um, PS2 era, not an RPG. But something like character. that, though. Like, yeah. Is this a, should we ask if it was well received? They almost always are. Yeah. Like he wouldn't. When they're not, obscure. it's great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what did you say? Don't tell me. Said sounds like we got a turret on our hands, <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen. Sounds like we have a turret. <laughs> on our hands. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Is it? Well, should I have to ask? Is yes or no? Uh, <laughs> is it a? Third person game. Yes. So what does that leave us? All those PS2. Yeah. Like, uh, like you right. know, like Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. Or like, like a third well, person. I mean, that that was game. on other platforms. But like yeah. a third so what about like Ratchet and Clank or Jack and Daxter? It's Japanese made. But otherwise I would say, are yeah. those two? I don't know. I mean, yeah, those, those are made by. Those are Insomniac. Yeah. yeah. But again, those are like, well, I guess those are a third party What's game. What's the. Um, I don't know if those are published by Sony or Tenchu or Bushido Blade. I was going to say like, like Tenchu is a really. Yeah, Tenchu. That's true. What are those? Those are like stealth. Oh games? yeah, and also you, it's, it's this, Japanese made, so it wouldn't be Russian claim. Is this a ninja game? Is it a ninja game? Yeah. No. I was sorry. I went cowboy on that because I got really sure it was Tenchu there for a sec. <laughs> so we're at fifteen. Fourteen. Fourteen. But that also does eliminate a lot of Japanese made. Yep. PS2 it's it's, it's throwing me off. That it's Japanese made. I wish. I mean, developer is always a trap, but it'd be so helpful to know if it was like, you know. Did we ask? Square. Them, did we ask? They're still in business. No, but I don't know. Well, there's sequels. Yeah, the, oh, the, yeah, okay. the Japanese games. I mean, that should really, really help us. Like yeah. a lot of these games we're talking about, like Shadow of the Colossus and mm-hmm. Nchu doesn't have sequels, right? Yeah, there's there's sequels. There are. Yeah. What about like the Castlevania games or the Konami stuff from that era? Mm, Lords of Shadow was not. It's ex- not that. There's well, that two other ones. That was earlier for for PlayStation Two. I can't mm. remember them, but like for PS Two, yeah. Um, 
It's third person, but we didn't specify that it was 3D. And could so these be Metal Gear mm. games? Yes. Is there anything that says that? Well, the hat. He says you're pretty sure you don't play as a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no hat. Yeah, third he wears person. a bandana. Bandana hat. Well, now we're into the real. Might as well be a, <laughs> that might as well just be a high scarf. <laughs> it's a forehead scarf. Yeah, it's, it's something of a uh, hair ascot, right? Yeah. Hair ascot. <laughs> high that? scarf. That's so stupid. <laughs> um, sh- w- should we say if like something about uh, is this char- is the characters in this game in PlayStation All Stars or something like that? <laughs> I think if you if Does anyone here other than know the if roster you're, of PlayStation, if you're wearing a bandana and you go into a place that has a prominently displayed no hat sign, I think they would say sir and they'd point at the sign. I totally don't think they would. Should we say if there's a sequel coming out still? Oh, like it, did a sequel to this game come out? Are, 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 are has the sequel to this game been featured in the last three E3s? We guessed that way. Or on the I last mean, what? Just, three E3s. Oh yeah, that's a good one for Damon. I mean, yeah. you can't. I usually just like to ask, are they still? Is this an active franchise? But he said he said they're. Sequels. There's sequels, but it could have petered out two years ago or something. True. I, I mean, do you want to ask a question about that? Would that be helpful? Like, is this yeah. in like contemporary, you know, like modern day Earth or like, or like do you? I, I, I would like to know mechanics. Game. I think mechanics are gonna. So like, mm-hmm. do you have a gun? Do you have a, like that oh, kind okay. of stuff? Yeah. Do that. Sure. Uh, do you have a gun? Yes. Oh, nice. That's fifteen. That's very confusing to me then, because I was thinking of fantasy. And yeah. Stuff. Still possibly Metal Gear. Yeah, I mean, Metal Gear is looking Metal Gear, pretty well, solid. It'd be, Metal Gear, it'd be Metal Gear Solid 2. He didn't even get his own solid joke there. Hey, everyone. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've only, I'm, I'm a, I'm, Metal Gear is my biggest blind spot in the whole industry. Does this game take place in, like, you know, more or less modern day Earth? Yes. Okay, still looking like Metal Gear Solid 2. That actually eliminates any. Should weird... we ask if it's a Konami game? Sure. Yeah. Is this a Konami game? No. Oh. Three <laughs> questions left. So Siphon Filter or something? Like yeah, that? but that's or made by... Uh, um, well, uh, Siphon Filter would have been... Well, the PS2 one, I don't know, actually. Or re- no, I mean, it wouldn't have been Japanese dev anyway, right? Third person. Are there third person shooters on PlayStation? that have? Sequels? I was so sure. Third person so shooters sure on Metal PS2 Gear. that are exclusive. <laughs> should know this. Not really. Um, Mag. Was- yeah. Well, Magus PS3, I think, right? Man, this is rough. What if it's licensed? You know, it's Japanese developed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. PlayStation 2. Uh, with guns. I mean, that helps us. And it's modern Earth with modern guns. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like, are there like... Guns um, exclusive. Pa- yeah. Like Parasite, one of Parasite Eves? <laughs> it's not an RPG. Is there like a... Um, is there a... F- I don't even know... If- in that era, it might like, not be a shooter, right? It could, could no, still be like, like a, a gun. It's got guns, but maybe not a shooter. Yeah, I probably phrased that question badly. So, like That's a fine. tactical it's, game or something. It's still well, what's weird because, like, in my head, I want to be like Resident Evil Four. But it's like, no, that was a GameCube game. Like, it's yeah. like I keep thinking about the wrong things. I mean, we can still we have a couple of questions if we want to ask like Capcom and Square Enix. Oh, that means it feels like a risk. If you want to take I, that, you're that a braver might, man than I am. That might be the only way we get it, though. Yeah. Is this a Square Enix game? No. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm afraid if we say, is this a Capcom game? The answer is no. But that just eliminates huge... I can't think of... Well, I guess that's not helpful because I can't think of any contemporary... Exactly. Like, what... Exactly. Like, what contemporary gun-holding Square Enix game was there anyway? Yep. Sounds like a Damon game. It's going to be a game I played mm. is the, the thing that frustrates me because this sounds like a Japanese-made game where you have a gun that's in the modern world. sounds like an Android game circa, you know, 2002. Yeah. Or what yeah, about, like, it has sequels? Well, then think about it, man. It has sequels. Like, what are the most popular Sony games? What are the most popular Sony series? Is this still, in 2017, is this still, like, a relevant game that people are talking about and thinking about today? Yes. And that so, brings us to the final question. I want it. Like, it's funny. Wait, wait. No, that was such a good Clue because yep. like what like what PS4 like what's still around? Well, he said it's not an RPG, right? Yeah, because for a minute I was like Persona Four, but it's not that. Um, okay, so in 2017, a modern relevant game. It's not Metal Gear because it's not Konami. Mm-hmm. It's not Final Fantasy because it's not Square. It, you have a gun in it. I mean, it is I, what, what about uh, the game that Mark Ryan likes a lot? Zone of the Enders, Kojima game. That's still a Konami game, though, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. Um. Something like that. That's like, but and that's also not. Well, I mean, I guess technically it's a 2017 game because they announced that VR thing. What do people care about in 2017? That what was a, a third person PS2. What game. What about Res? Res, but not on Earth. That's not like a. That's abstract. 
And do you have a gun in res? Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Sure. The Earth setting. It's like just normal. It's like I'm trying to. Yeah. I'm trying to like I'm trying to picture like some sort of PS2 Splinter Cell. That's. I was trying to think like Earth Defense Force or something. But see, I like that that PS2 Splinter. Like I'm thinking of like a Rainbow Six game yeah, or too. a tactical RPG. Game. Oh, I that well, but they're Japanese. Yeah. So it exactly. Wouldn't be, yeah. So those are really weird, right? Like, what would it be? And then you have games like. Um, Plus, so many of those games have hats. What are the PlayStation All Stars characters? PlayStation All Stars characters. Uh, from Japan, Fat Princess. <laughs> That's yeah. Uh, so Daniel not, Fortescue from Medieval. We did eliminate. We eliminated first-party games and Square games and Konami games. Yeah, but not ca- not Capcom, right? No, not Capcom. So if it was a Capcom game, it could be a Mega Man game. They not did. a PS2 exclusive though. Yeah, yeah, they were so big on GameCube back then. Yeah, definitely has a hat too. Yeah. So it's not. It can't even be like. It can't be like PNO3. Monster or Hunter. Joe. Not Monster Hunter in Contemporary Earth. Why, yeah. Why can't it be Monster Hunter? Because it's not on modern day planet Earth. And yeah. Lost Planet. That was PS3, and that wasn't exclusive. Man, those I, are good Capcom third party third person action games though. They're pretty stumped. That people on. still play. Yeah, well, I, yeah. It's a stretch to call Lost Planet still relevant. Beautiful Joe, God. What's well, like a twenty? I'm trying to think. I feel like that was such a good clue. Like twenty seven games that people are still like it's still on people's minds and Okami active. Uh, if we were stumped, I can reveal the solution. No, I want to guess. I feel like we can come. I mean, we'll take another couple minutes to come with a guess. <laughs> I don't have. I mean, this is incredible radio. I'm sure people are. I, yeah, wait, wait, no, wait, wait. We still have a Mitchell. What do you mean? Is he producing? No, Brian is. Oh, Brian. Wait, does he get a question? Brian. Brian, what do you think it is? Brian, what is it? He's he has nothing. He has nothing. (laughs) He went home. Not Borderlands. I give up. No, that's PS3. It wasn't exclusive. And it's I give up. I'm out. Are we giving up, Andrew? Yeah. I hate giving up. (laughs) What's a weirdo PS3? Counterpoint. Is there something better than Res? (laughs) I I guess we can just give up. All right. All right. There is a major Japanese publisher and developer that you guys overlooked. Ooh. Nintendo. Named Sega. Oh, dang. Wait, wait, hold you on. You know yet? No. Uh, ver- uh, With a modern modern setting on planet Earth, still getting sequels, still relevant to Yakuza. Today. Yakuza. Uh, Damn it. Yakuza. I really feel like I might have gotten there eventually. <laughs> what well, uh, if you had 40 more questions? Yeah. Well, no, we would have gotten there in like three more questions because yeah. we would have zeroed in on like, is it a shooter? No, but that's a really hard one because I've I've never played three Yakuza games. So I played, yeah. I I've play never played the one either, but I'm aware of it. And yeah. I didn't know it started on PS2. Either. It's the only one that I played was the original on PS2. Yeah, 2006. I like that. That was, that was a hard one. Oh man, especially I hate... for this group, like yeah, we really screwed that one up. Yeah, yeah, 2006. So it was well, a late <laughs> PS2 game. Let's all go see Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I yeah, I am gonna go see Star Wars. You have not seen it yet, Justin? Yeah. Half of this panel has already seen it, and they're going to go see it again tonight. And here's how it ends. And I'm going to see it for the first time tonight, and Justin's going to see it December later. December 27th, I think. Yeah, I'm going to have to hold on for dear life. All right. Uh, we have, there's only one more scoop this year. Uh, we will be recording, I think, on Tuesday next week. So I'll get that final scoop in your ears and eyes probably on Wednesday. But Which until then... We're proud to reveal Red Dead Redemption 3. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to... <laughs> No, seriously, Rockstar, if you want to re- do have some sort of Red Dead Redemption reveal here on GameScoop, email yeah. gamescoop at IGN.com. It has to be a still yeah. image that Justin can print out on a piece of paper. Yeah, we can do player. black and white sepia yeah. tones. Yeah, yeah that's that's John Marston. Sepia. I, we can't part. promise sepia. Okay, okay. But, we are not going to promise the sepia But sepia we'll try to work some out. Uh, so until next week, that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Sam. My name is Damon. This is IGN GameScoop, and we're out. I said I would run away as far as I could go Teach the dogs to pull a sleigh Through the white and drifting snow You brought home a magic box In time for Christmas Day I chased stars and busted blocks Till the feeling went away Carpet, ice behind your eyes, on my best behavior, till Santa Claus arrives in another cat.
The storm that took us all In 1985 You walked out into the wind To warm up Grandma's car But you never came back in Lost beyond the fog of war Scrolls unfold in front of me And I am in control Wires from the old TV Through my hands and to my soul Needles in the vacuum Ice behind your eyes On my best behavior Till Santa Claus arrives In another castle Trying to survive The storm that took us all In 1985 Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.